Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market across from Rupp Arena in downtown Lexington. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. I am Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio here in person with Anthony White and on the phone with Larry Vaught. We spent the first hour breaking down Kentucky's absolute butt-kicking over the Kansas Jayhawks 80-62 to in Lawrence, Kansas. Plenty to love, uh, plenty to like. Keon Brooks goes for 27 points. Oscar Sheboy dominates once again. Uh, just makes you feel uh, quite optimistic about the long-term potential of this team and where things can go. Uh, I want to open this hour by talking about something John Calipari said uh, after the game. Larry, and I want to get your take on this first. So he said last night that um, that, that this rotation was was now set, that in the minute dis- distribution looked, uh, indicated this as well, that John Calipari has now cut his rotation down to seven players with eight, the eighth being Lance Ware as that backup, you know, eight to ten minute type guy off the bench behind Oscar Shibwe. But I thought it was really telling last night, Larry, that he said that guys like Bryce Hopkins, guys like Damian Collins, guys like Dante Allen, those type of players at the end of the bench, they're not going to be playing. And they need to be supportive of the players that are in the rotation, that are playing, uh, and that he said uh, on the flip side, the guys that are at the top of the rotation that are that are playing, they need to be supportive of those guys at the end of the bench that are waiting patiently for their turn uh, in case that their number needs to be called due to foul trouble or injury or so, so on and so forth. Uh, Cal's best teams in, in during his time at Kentucky, right around this time, he has cut down that rotation down to seven to eight players. Uh, and I think it's pretty telling that last night he confirmed that th- this team is what it is. He's confident in that group, that top seven and, and you know eighth being Lance Ware. He's confident in that group and, and their long-term potential as a you know potential title contender, final forward contender. He thinks that team, this team is capable of being that. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not going to include Bryce Hopkins, Damian Collins, or, or Dante Allen in that rotation uh, unless their numbers are called due to foul trouble or, or uh, injury purposes. What do you think of those comments uh, and Cal essentially saying this team is what it is, we're going to roll out uh, things as they lay? I think you missed the biggest take, take away from all of that, Jack. Which, which, what part? Was that he didn't even mention the name Shaden Sharp. Hmm. Very interesting. So, so I didn't know. I'm, 
I'm about decided now that maybe he's not going to play sharp all season because he didn't mention him as he's talking about he's cut his rotation down. These other guys aren't going to play, and he's happy with what he's got. He never even mentioned his name. So that, to me, was the thing that jumped out there. I mean, the the, the box score tells you that, that Collins, Allen, and Hopkins aren't going to play, but if, I think most of us, I know I have, have kept thinking he's probably going to go ahead and work sharp in there in some fashion despite what he says about not going to because, as your coaching buddy said, you can't believe everything that he says. But when he didn't mention him at all right there, that kind of made me perk up and think, well, maybe he's not going to play. Maybe what they did tonight, he's happy with that. He's not going to mess with that. And they're just going to keep rolling right along with that because it, it does seem like everybody's role is, is pretty defined. And uh, topping didn't play but 10 or 11 minutes. I don't think Mintz played quite as many minutes as I would think he will most games. But when you're rolling along like, like what they were, especially that first half, there wasn't even need to substitute because you need to go ahead and put the beat down down while you could. Yeah, what was the – I remember the very, very, very start of the season. It might have even been back in the exhibition games where, you know, we were talking about how this rotation was going to play out. Uh, you know, I remember back in the, the platoon talk days, you know, there's so many players. How are you going to be able to work out these, these this rotation and minutes and all that stuff? And the very first thing Cal said was, my two, my two guards, Savier and Ty Ty Washington, you got to play them 35 minutes a game. You got to play them 30, 32, 33, 30, you know, upper, upper tier level minutes. Those are not guys that you're going to put in for 25 minutes a game. It, it's just not. And, and I think it's been pretty clear that Cal is as confident in his starting lineup as I can remember, Larry. I'm, it's been a long, long time since Cal has had a starting group like this where he has been so confident in that group. And yeah, of course, Davion. Mince and Jacob Toppin have their their roles and they're going to contribute and Lance Ware is going to contribute as well. But it is so clear. I mean, every single one of them outside of Kellen Gr- or, uh wow, Keon Brooks actually had the lowest minutes of all the starters were 29. So that, I mean, gosh, how efficient is that? Uh, but every other player had 30 minutes. Uh, Sheboy, 30. Kellen Grady, 37. Keon, 29. Ty Ty, 32 on a hurt ankle. Xavier Wheeler on 34. I, I just think he loves his starters. He knows exactly what he has in his starting lineup. And uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I, I would love Larry as much as anybody to, to have Shaden Sharp in there uh, and, and, you know, see what we have with that. But goodness gracious, if you're if you're shooting 50.8% from the field, 33% from three, and 75% from the line, putting up 80 points on the road against a solid defensive team uh, like Kansas, holding them defensively to 62 points, I mean, do, do you need him? Well, not if you play like you did last night. Obviously not. The question is, can you play like that every night? But, again, I just took it that the cows satisfied with where they are. And if you've gone a month and you haven't played him, and now you've got, what, a month left in your regular season, I'm starting to think that maybe he really isn't, isn't going to play him. So, so to me, when he was talking about who's going to do what, he didn't even bring his name up, that told me that maybe he's serious and he's not going to play him at all this year. But, again, the, that, this is the way he's going to roll. That's fine, too, if they play like they did last night. They don't need a whole lot more help, do they, Anthony? Oh, no, but I also feel like, it's kind of a no-brainer to me, but I'm not a big cow. Like, I like straightforward talk, man. I, I don't like to weed through what he's saying. And I just, I'm, I'm a coach just rolls the ball. Yeah, that's fine to say when you win up by almost 20 and, and Allen Fieldhouse, but when you lose, you can't give us an explanation for nothing. But if you win, I'm a coach that just rolls the ball off, huh? 
So I'm going to go back to saying this. If if uh, Shaden's dad said that if he averages 20-something points a game, he would think about the idea of coming out. If, he, if, if, if I'm the head coach and your dad says you'll come out if you average 20, well, here, you sit next to me and we're going to watch this <laughs> thing from the sideline. So that's kind of what I, I took from that. But I've been back and forth, but I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm not sure that, that we're going to see him. But I'm still absolutely not sure when draft time comes around that he's not going to see, see what they're talking about as far as his projection at that point. Yeah, I think that is the the key right there. That if you if we're we're if Cal needs him, if if he sees an opportunity where he desperately needs a scoring punch, and or you know, say they go to to Lawrence and and get you know their teeth knocked in, maybe they get blown out and and their offense just isn't working, and and Cal looks at that and goes, man, I have this kid on the bench that is clearly capable of giving you a, a scoring punch. Why in the world would I not use him? You risk that. Uh, this is a, this is a a, a a year play. You either play him now and expect him to go in and dominate and assume that, it, okay, we're going to go all in on this year, we're going to go for a title this year and assume that he's going to go to the draft after this year. Or you do, as you said, Anthony, you acknowledge that if he goes in and dominates, there's a very strong chance he leaves. So you right. go, eh, I'm not going <laughs> to risk that. We're already up by 20 points against Kansas on the road. We don't need him. You're going to sit right next to me. And we're going to, you know, patiently watch this. And I think that exponentially raises the possibility of him uh, coming back next season. It's it's a very tough predicament, Larry. I, I don't know what I would do if I were in Cal's shoes. Do you go all in with it and say, screw it, we're going to add as much scoring? You know, we can, we're sco- averaging, you know, 80-plus points per game anyway. Why not average 90 points a, a game, adding shade and sharp in? I understand the, the, the want to go all in on this season, win a title now, but – Man, if if they lose Shaden this offseason, replacing a dude like that via recruiting or, you know, in the transfer portal, Larry, I, I just don't know how you replace that type of guy in that class. Well, I'll, I'll just tell you this, Jack. If you get a chance to win a national championship, you better go all in on winning this national championship because you don't know what could happen next year. You don't know who could get hurt, who could transfer, who might not come. If you get a chance to win a national championship, you better go do it this year. And this is not saying anything about Shaden because I think he's going to be really special. But a lot of times, sometimes big, highly touted guys don't turn out quite as good as what you uh, think they might be. Just refer back to last year. So, I mean, I don't think you put all your eggs and you're basically thinking about next year. I mean, I think you play for this year. And, again, if I'm the coach and I think Shaden could make a difference in how this team might be able to do an NCAA tournament, then you play him this year and you worry about next year, next year. And that's what coaches always tell you, that you just play the next game and you look at what you got right now, that you don't plan ahead. So I, I think you go ahead and play for this year. And if you think Shaden Sharp can help you win this year, you play him. Now, if you don't think he makes a difference this year, then you don't play him. But I don't think you set him out because you're thinking, oh, if he plays too well this year, I might lose him. We might win a national championship that I might not have him for next year. Well, what if you don't win a national championship? You don't have him next year anyway. It's a it's a heck of a predicament that John Calipari's in. It's a good one because 
you don't need him right now and things are going as well as they are and you you uh, you have the luxury of having a guy of his caliber on the bench where you may not need him but uh, you know kind of an icing on the cake cherry on top type of situation maybe you want him maybe you want to you know go all in with it. it it's a tough predicament i understand where cal's coming from uh but i'm glad i'm not making that decision because I, I truly do not know what i would do in that situation but i want to hear from you what do you think would you play Shaden in this circumstance would you have put him in last night up 20 uh, at Allen Fieldhouse to really just kind of uh, emphasize the point of the blowout, or, or how would you address this moving forward if you were in John Calipari's shoes? Give us a call, 859-280-2287. We have to hit our next break. You're listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk, live from the Clark's Main Street Market, across from Rupp Arena in downtown Lexington. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. I am Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, here in person with Anthony White. And on the phone with Larry Vaught, we've opened the show talking about Kentucky's blowout victory, all the ins and outs of how that happened, Keon Brooks' Phenomenal performance. Oscar Sheboy doing what he does best. All of that good stuff. It's been a great start. We want to continue to hear from you. Give us your thoughts on the game and the blowout win, 859-280-2287. Please give us a call. We want to continue to hear from you. Uh, Still stacking these callers up, and we want to uh, keep rolling through them. So let's go with Larry. Hey, guys. I didn't see this coming. Tell you what, (laughs) I thought we had a shot of beating them, but not like this. (laughs) Oh, boy, I tell you what, they either in a fog at the fog. I tell you, I was in a fog <laughs> with that big of a lead. I couldn't believe it. I said, this is Tennessee all over except we're on the road. Not beating them, and, of course, you know, your all-time wins laying on the line. And, I mean, I mean, that was humiliating for Kansas fans. It had to be. I mean, it, it would have been for me. <laughs> but I'm glad we won. Keon came in. He came through. That kid's took a lot of flack from everybody. And he has came through, you know, which everybody's gave him flack. But uh, it was as far as the, the kids sitting on the bench, you know, uh, Sharp, I believe I would, you know, with, toward the end of the game, I believe I would have played him and, and Allen and all these kids. Let them get a little bit of food there, man. You know, they work hard. and We're up by 20. And, and Collins, you know, this guy come out of high school really highly rated. And, and you know, and you know, I know sometimes he comes in and messes up. But I just hope he don't hit the transfer portal. We're going to need some big guys next year, especially if Oscar leaves. You know, we, the size is what we need. And, and as far as Sharp, you know, I, what fears me is we'll have him on the bench and then he leaves, and, and I'm going to be very disappointed. You know, you invest all this stuff in, you know, into him, and then you spend a whole year recruiting this kid, then he, he comes here and, you know, and he's, he's, uh, he's practicing with the team and everything, and then you let him leave. I mean, that would make a lot of fans mad. I'd be mad. I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be disappointed. I mean, why waste your time on a kid like this? You know, if he's number five in his draft, I just don't see him coming back. I mean, y'all might have a different take on it, but what do y'all think? Larry, uh, great stuff there. And, yeah, yeah, I asked his his longtime coach and mentor and the the guy that calls a lot of the shots in his recruitment uh, and kind of his whole basketball career has been – has kind of gone through this this guy, Dwayne Washington, and and, – uh, he brought up all those scenarios, and he said all the right things. And I, I brought this up on last week's show. Uh, you know, 
you got to kind of take him at his word. He's a guy that he had Shea, uh, Shea Gildas Alexander come in, uh, kind of led him to Lexington and, and trusted Cal to, to put him in the position where he is now. And uh, he ended up being the number 11 pick in the draft and ended up being a, a max contract guy in the NBA. He said, the, the thing that I keep going back to is, if, Larry, if he – had that mindset of, I'm just going to go to the league after this no matter what happens, he had $5 million on the table waiting for him with the G League and the Overtime Elite League and all that stuff. He could have he cruised to, you know, five, four or $5 million this year playing, you know, these, you know, professional league games that don't matter on ESPN Plus or whatever it is. He could have gone that route if he wanted to and gone to the draft guaranteed. He could have dropped out of high school, uh, you know, without reclassifying. He could have just dropped out. He would have been a year removed from high school, uh, been eligible for the draft with his age, all those things. He could have gone that route if he wanted to. And he decided to go here, and he decided to, you know, wait out this process and all that. That's what I keep going back to. And, and Anthony, I, w- I wonder what your take is as well. This is a guy that he could have gone to, the, gone the pro route right now if he wanted to. If that was his end goal to not play a single minute at at, at Kentucky, there, there's nothing forcing him to. He could have gone. He had an offer on the table, and he turned down because he trusted John Calipari in the process of developing him, not to not to be a, a top five draft pick, not to sign an, you know a major signing bonus out of the draft, but because he wants to be a hundred million dollar player at the end of the day. He doesn't care about being a. a $10 million player. He wants to be a $150-plus million player down the road, and that's why he ended up here. So I got to take him for his word. I I don't. One first thing is I don't like that Larry said we're going to let him leave. First of all, that's not the – and we've said this on this show plenty of times, and I, I don't think Cal can do that because there's no better job probably in America than, than the University of Kentucky. But if the coach decides there's a better opportunity at the next level, he leaves. He doesn't care what the kids think. So if Shaden has the uh, the opportunity to go to the next level, I think I think he should take that. But I'm with you guys as well. If and one thing I do think people are overlooking, you come to University of Kentucky, whether you're playing or not, you are getting to be around the process. These guys are looking at Sheboy. These guys are looking at uh, uh, Wheeler. I mean, not Wheeler. Uh, Tata. They are looking. So you are in there. You're, you're practicing against these guys, and you're kind of learning the demeanor that it's going to play. He may look at the end of the year and be like, you know what? I'm going to come back because I like what I, the, the process I saw going on here, and I'm going to come back. Or they're going to tell him you're going to be a top ten pick, and, and as Larry and I have said all year long, you're going to get the same development at the next level, probably better because you don't have to go to class, than you will by staying another year. But, I just, but the one thing that stuck out to me was the fan base be mad if we let him leave. What do you mean he let him leave? That's his, that's his opportunity. That's what he's coming for, that opportunity. Now, he could have sat at home and never came here, but I would like to have him here so he can practice with Ty Ty and, you know, see how the process is. And if, and, it, and if it turns out best for him to play here, play here this year or next year. But if it's best for him to leave, that's nothing for the fan base to be upset about. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he'll always be a Kentucky Wildcat. Right. He's a dude that he will still be a recruiting pitch for anybody that wants to come to the University of Kentucky. You yeah. say, look, he comes to Kentucky and he develops under us and he becomes a max type of player right. because of what he learned at us, whether it, it whether it's true or not. Right. Or, you know what he actually learned here. He'll, Cal will always be able to use that as a recruiting tool moving forward. I want him to play. I think Kentucky needs him to play at some point is a, a unbelievable three-level score, a guy that UK desperately needs, especially next season. Uh, 
but there, there's always going to be a use for a guy like that, even if he's not, you know, officially playing games or whatever. I, I, I would be upset and I would be, you know, a little frustrated at the process. But, man, I'd never fault a kid for, for doing what's best for him. And if that's what he thinks is the best thing for him, then so be it. We'll uh, continue to take your calls, 859-280-2287. You're listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on 630 WLAP. This is Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk, presented by the Leach Report Radio Network on 630 WLAP. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. We are live from the Clark's Main Street Market across from Upper in downtown Lexington. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's as our Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. I'm... Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio here with Anthony White in person, and we have Larry Vaught on the phone with us as well. Give us a call, 859-280-2287. We've been breaking down Kentucky's monstrous victory over Kansas, looking over some of the team notes. Kentucky's last win over an AP Top 5 opponent in a true road game was December 27, 2014, when the Wildcats won at number 4 Louisville, 58-50. Anthony, that was a pretty good year, 2014-15, if I recall correctly. This was also Kentucky's largest margin of victory, 18 points, in school history against a top-five team in a true road game. I mean, it was it's a historic performance. And, Anthony, it's one that John Calipari said, I believe, two games ago, three games ago, that this was the – that he wanted this team to be called the record breakers. And, you know, it's kind of corny when he's saying it in the, in the heat of the moment, but – I mean, it seems like every single game, Anthony, there is a new record shattered. Oscar Sheway with points and rebounds. Kellen Grady with number of threes. Ty Ty Washington with number of, uh, of assists. You know, Xavier Wheeler leading the SEC in assists. You go down the list, team performances, the types of wins they're getting, how they're doing it. it you, it's just one game after the other. There's a new thing being broken. It's the first victory at Allen Fieldhouse for Kentucky since 1983. Um, Kentucky's also one of two schools with a winning record versus an AP top five opponent all time. Um, the other is the City College of New York. All They did so in 1950. I mean, they're making up stats at this point. I mean, I, I don't even know what I just read. It's just another, another breaking, breaking record stat after the other. It's just unbelievable at this point. Yeah, the way, we, the way basketball designed this team has – a great makeup. We got a point guard who can get to the bucket, distribute the ball. That's what you want your point guard to do. If that's not there, you got a you got a, a two and a three that can shoot. And I I, I don't I don't see Grady as much as a slasher as I as I see out of Ty Ty. You got a big guy in the paint, not so much Shaquille O'Neilish, but he can work in the paint. He has good hands. Uh, he has low, he has nice range. And at the four, you just want a guy who's going to stay alive, keep rebounds, play defense, keep the ball alive, and and uh, show up when the game is called upon. And that's where I think the thorn in Kansas side was. They knew that Sheba was going to do his thing on the block, and they knew they had to, you know, congest it in there and make it tough, keep hands in the lane. Uh, with six minutes left in the game, the time he throws the ball over the basketball. He's, scr- he's scrambling on the floor with the little guys. He picks the ball back up, throws it back on the other side of the board. <laughs> he gets the rebound again. So he got hands all over the place. Little guys scrapping for it. He's a big guy, and they're mixing up. And they also knew that, you know, Ty-Ty, if you make him take the – not Ty-Ty, Wheeler, if you make him take the jumper, that you got a chance. You just don't want him to beat you to the bucket. So you got to take care of him. You gotta, and you know that and you know that Grady's going to knock down an open look when you give it to him. The one thing nobody thought, and we don't even – we didn't even expect this. 
to have your four play intermediate bank range. You, so you want to guard the perimeter. You want to guard the block. But did, you did not expect to have a guy light you up in the mid-range. And I think when they showed up, everybody uh, everybody on the court is looking at Bill Self like, you didn't tell us we had to guard this too because <laughs> they didn't prepare for that. Yeah, it's this team. There's you, you. There's no one on this team that you can go. All right, yeah, you can leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, there's there's one player on the floor at all times, and that's what like Cal Cal's recipe. He said in the past, and I think I mentioned this on this show before. Cal's recipe has said in the past, if you have four players on your team capable of scoring 25 or more points on any given night, that's a title team. That's a team capable of making a run in March. And this team has, I mean, shoot. Keon Brooks is the last guy that you expect to go out there and score 27 points, and he did it. I mean, we've seen Xavier Wheeler do it. We've seen Ty Ty Washington do it. We've seen Kellen Grady do it. Oscar Shibway has done it. You go down the list, everybody on this uh, in that starting lineup, and even Davion Mintz is a guy that you know is going to go out there and he can give you 15-plus on any given night. Those are the – that's the recipe for a a team, not necessarily a title – a title winner, but a team that's capable of being in that in that conversation. And you look at those advanced Ken Palm numbers we talked about earlier. They're, they're number three in the nation. Uh, the advanced numbers are, are proving that this is a team capable of doing that. Uh, they're just all all across the board. This roster construction, what Cal has done, going back to that earlier caller's point, uh, th- this roster construction is just unbelievable. Cal built a team full of of shooters, scorers, playmakers, and rebounders, and shoot even defenders at this point. Uh, they're, they're defending much better than. Than they did earlier in the season. I mean, you just go down the list. Uh, they are just really uh, just outperforming any and all expectations. I believe, uh, Bo, we have uh, another caller on the line. Uh, is Dick and Dayton on? All right, let's go for it. Hey, good morning, guys. <laughs> good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I just want to congratulate the Kentucky Wildcats and something else, guys. What do you think about Cincinnati Bengals? You tell us. This is your this is your day to shine. After all these weeks of you calling in and telling us about the Bengals and week eight and week ten and week twelve yeah. and these games, it, this this moment is finally for you, Dick. They are, are one game yeah. away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think it's great. I think it's great, you know, to have something like this, you know, like miles away, Kentucky basketball, and then the Bengals, and it just. God, I say, Jack, it surprised me this year, but I thought they would be there. But yet, you know, I, I just um, I, I wanted to tell you guys I retired, and they got me a Kentucky uh, Dave, uh, and the group got me a Kentucky sweatshirt, and hopefully I can come down there. I've been playing some jam sessions, and one guy knows me from Lexington. says, you got to go up there and see your friends at WLAP, Dick, you know. You guys are great people. Well, get, before before you go, give us a, a one one key to the game for the Bengals today. I think Burrow has to uh, use the running game. He shouldn't pass a lot, but I, I I think if Burrow uses this clock right, we're going to win this game, 27-24, guys. From a true number one fan of Ohio, uh, Kentucky and Ohio, Dick from Dayton. As much as I appreciate your your confidence, Dick. Uh, tell Joey and those guys if they want to go to the Super Bowl, they're probably going to buy their own ticket. Uh, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I've been I've been riding with you like I'm with Jack. I've been riding with you all year. I really like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is from Cleveland. So uh, if, if Burrow and Chase and Higgins and those guys if they want to go to the uh, Super Bowl, they're probably going to buy their own ticket. But I, I'm I'm going to be rooting for them. I won't be upset if they win. 
Yeah, it, it's just going to be a fun game. You know, offensive offensive duel, it's something that, uh, you know, it, it's cool. Just seeing the, the growth that they've had this season, kind of the young core that they've put together and, and how, how exciting they are. they got to figure out how to how to you know, protect that dude in the backfield because, man, <laughs> Anthony, every time that he drops back, I, I just worry that he, his neck's going to get broken. I mean, he just – every single time he just gets laid out. And we had uh, – uh, who, who called in uh, – was it – was it uh, who called in last week and, and talked about Joe Burrow being able to take a hit? I can't remember. We had so many calls last week. I do remember oh, that call. Mark. Yeah. It was Mark Burger. Was it Burger? I think it may have been. Didn't he? Have been. Yeah, he yeah. came in. Yeah, he talked about. Oh, he's just so tough, and he's able to. It's like, well, yeah, but man, that's that's a hundred fifty million, you know, two hundred million dollar quarterback back there that you're <laughs> watching get hit over and over again. He can be as tough as you want, but man, you got to figure out how to protect him. But yeah, plenty of good stuff there. Really uh, excited for today's matchup. I, I had my heart broken yesterday, Anthony, with uh, the, the the tragic news that my goat is gone. He ain't gone yet, man. Um, I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think. I think he doesn't like Ben Roethlisberger. And he wanted to overshadow his retirement. I mean, I know. So he's going to say, hey, you know what? I decide. I, I know that his dad came out and said that he hasn't yet. And he called the, uh, you know, the Buccaneers and said, I haven't made a final decision. But, man, the way he's been talking recently about, oh, I got to focus more on my family. I got to focus more on the future and my life and all that. I think he's done. And it's it's uh, you got to trust Adam Schefter. I mean, that dude doesn't miss yeah. with anything. And he stood by his report last night. I'm I'm going to be quite devastated. That's that's the dude I fell in love with. He, he's he's the reason why I fell in love with football. He I can see. I think his old what is his oldest like 13 or 14, probably just in yeah. high school. I think the next one is like nine. So basically, if he if he finishes now, he'll see his his oldest through high school. Then his next one should be coming through high school right up. So I can see why he would do it. I just think. There's uh, too much left in the tank, and I think that he has nothing to prove. There's still some left in the tank. You can never wake up five or five years from now when he's 49 and say, you know what, I should have played three more years. You can't get that back. But the one thing I do think, people, we've been talking about this off air a whole lot, about that Antonio Brown stuff. There's something going on with that organization, and I think Bruce Arians is, I think Bruce Arians is going to be in a lot of trouble, and I think – the time may be setting up his exit just in case he don't want to be in trouble. He don't want to be involved in none of that shenanigans that comes out. But I think Bruce Arians may have maybe a reason that Tom might go ahead and hang him up. I mean, we have a, a, a lawsuit coming. Like Antonio Brown already said, I'm suing them for uh, – how much did, did, did he say that he was putting them up for? Yeah, I thought it was like $100 million or yeah. ten, I think it was like at least $10 million, something like that. Yeah. Antonio Brown was saying that he was going to, uh, you know, sue them for some of the stuff. I mean, it's it's A.B. He, some of the stuff he says is crazy anyway, but just the stuff he was bringing to light about how they were handling his injury and the things that they were just trying to sweep under the rug and yeah. say, hey, no big deal. Those not not very good we'll see but it, it was uh yeah it was it was a little it, it clouded the day just a little bit knowing that my favorite player of all time may be hanging up his cleats for good it's been a heck of a career an undisputed goat whether you know you want to throw around the most talented the most armed talent in the history of, i don't care that's my that's my goat and he's going to always be my goat and i don't know why I appreciate I'm, I'm, let me stop you right there. i don't know why you're even going through this whole I, I, i'm gonna miss him dude he hasn't said and time you know how tom is a, a constant professional 
until he comes on ESPN or Zoom, however he wants to do it, or you might he might go. Uh, 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 I can't remember the running back's name. Marshawn Lynch. I was going to say Tayshawn. He may go. <laughs> he may go Marshawn Lynch and throw his his uh, shoes up on the on the on the uh, wire. But you you're doing all this. You need to save this for next week or maybe even next year. Like I I, I understand how you feel. It, it is kind of shocking. I actually played with him at All Star game, which I thought he was average until. He took Drew Bledsoe's How'd that work out position. for you? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people who tell you they think Tim Couch is terrible. So everybody has an opinion. I just I just wanted to cut you off before you use all your words now and then have to turn around and use them another two or three years from now. Hey, I'll, if if I have that opportunity to give give him another, give him more roses when that opportunity presents itself, I would love that. I would love if he does that. Let's. Uh, uh, we are approaching our next break. Plenty more to discuss. I also want to talk about the shenanigans going on at the University of Louisville and their basketball coach and how that all unfolded. There's a lot of stuff that uh, I have to get off my chest now that Chris Mack is no longer the head coach there. So plenty more to discuss. We have another hour uh, in change to go. So let's uh, hit this next break. You're listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. We are live from the Clark's Main Street Market across from Rupp Arena in downtown Lexington. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. I'm Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio here with Anthony White and Larry Vaught is with us on the phone as well. Speaking of the phone, phone lines are packed and we love to hear it. So we're going to roll through all of your calls. Continue to give us a call, 859-280-2287. Until then, let's hit Randy. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Listen, I got kind of a comment, and then I just want to tell Larry something. Um, my comment is, is I love this team. I live in Fort Myers, Florida now, and you all kind of keep me in the loop with UK. Uh, my daughter graduated from UK. I always went there when I was young. But I think the shade and sharp thing, I have no problem if he comes here and never, ever plays. I kind of related to, uh, okay, let's say we're all independently wealthy and I drive a Mercedes, but I also have a 67 Mint Corvette in my driveway. Do I get it out and drive it? But it still looks good in the driveway. I think it's a win-win for Kentucky on that end. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's, a, it's, it's, it's going to help Kentucky regardless. They're practicing against a better player. And I, I think that helps. And then my final thing, Larry, is you talk about being cold in Kentucky. I had a 45-minute frost delay before I could tee off yesterday morning, and we have iguanas falling everywhere out of the trees. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I can't imagine. I, I feel for you. I know it's been a lot colder in Florida than it's supposed to be, and I hope that ends very, very soon. Yeah, but I just think people, I'm not quite acclimated, so I guess they say your blood thins or whatever, but uh, it's just kind of funny. Everybody wearing their winter coats and their parkas and their Uggs out, so, but oh well. Hey, listen, guys, I love talking to you, and I will, I will let you go and, and have a good one. 
Randy, awesome stuff there. Thank you so much. You, you have me jealous. Uh, a 45-minute delay uh, to, to prepare for your, your tea time as you're soaking in the sun. And, and the, the, op, the fact that you're even in iguana country where you can just enjoy that type of weather. Just oh, I'm just very, very jealous of you. I'm glad that you are tuned in with our show. I, I like your thoughts on, on Shaden Sharp. I, you know, it. It ain't going to hurt. I mean, you're, you're going to be able to go on the recruiting trail and say, we still have that guy. We have that 67 beautiful vehicle in our, in our uh, driveway, and it still looks the part. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think you bring up a good point as well. That it's, it's a great practice piece to have. At, at worst, he's, he's getting guys like Ty Ty Washington and Kellen Grady and those type of guys better uh, as well. So it, it can't hurt to have a, a piece like that on your roster, no matter how he's used or if he's used at all. So great stuff there, Randy. Let's keep rolling through these callers. Let's go to Dustin. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Dustin Cordell from Pinot. Oh, what's going on? Uh, not much, guys. I just want to give a quick story about last night's game. I'm actually helping coach a local middle school down here. And uh, we're in the first round of regionals. Shout out to our players. You know, we, we actually took care of business one by 35 last night. But the game was during the Kentucky game, so I wasn't able to listen to it or watch it. You know, I got to watch the, or listen to the last eight minutes of the game. But my son... He's our scorekeeper, and he has an ear pod in one ear listening to our game, trying to keep up with the score at the same time. Right before our tip-off, he hollers at me. He's like, Dad, I'm like, what? So I walk over there. He's like, the score's 51 to 31. I said, Don, we're getting beat that bad? No, Dad, we're winning. I was like, oh, my goodness. I never would have thought we'd been up by 20 at Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas, I'm sorry, at Kansas. That Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I had that same thought. I, I was sitting there watching the game with my wife, and I was like, can you believe that we're up by, by 20 right now? Can you believe that it's a 24-point a lead right now? Uh, yeah, awesome stuff. I couldn't imagine, Dustin. You know, congrats on the 35-point win, but goodness, I could not imagine the stress of knowing that Kentucky-Kansas is on in the background. Well, uh, while you're focusing on, on coaching and doing your own thing as well, I, I, bet, that was, uh, I bet that was tough. Well, he's gone, but I appreciate uh, appreciate that call, Dustin, and uh, congrats on that win. Keep it up. Uh, let's keep rolling through. Doyle. You know where Pine Knot is, Jack? Uh, I do not. Where is that? Well, it's, it's down in the 12th region. I was going to ask you, I'm pretty sure that's where Sonny Smith coached at one time, the Auburn, former Auburn coach. Yeah. That, that, wasn't he just honored yesterday at, at Auburn? Yeah, they, they raised a banner, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Sonny Smith got his – coaching career started at Pine Knot. Wow. Small world. It's a small world. That's pretty crazy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's, uh, do, Bo, do we have time for, for a quick call? All right, Doyle, let's go quickly. Great, guys. Hey, Alfred, I don't know you as Alfred. I know you as Beasley uh, through my son, Dolan, golf buddy. <laughs> but here's what my call is about. My call is about the national sports media voting now now if kentucky has 10 games left five home five away okay if they go five and oh at home and let's say they split three and two i think that'll still be good enough to keep them in the top 10 do we get a two seed out of that 
are are they going to, you know, put us back in there at, you know, 12, 13, if we get beat by Florida away or Arkansas away? Just our thoughts on that. Doyle, I appreciate the call. Yeah, we're coming up on this next break. Plenty of talk about that because Joe Lenardi, after the game last night, still had Kansas listed above Kentucky, said that Kentucky was still in that three-seed line. I, I thought it was ridiculous, so I do have some some takes on that, but I do think that there's a chance they go uh, get moved up to that two-seed, but we'll talk about that uh, coming out of the break. break. More calls as well, 859-280-2287. We're going to our next break. You're listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on 630 WLAP. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.